they do normal gangster stuff like、um, killing, fighting. Beating. I'm sorry. I'm just go to the top、yes. ones. Like, should be like a hitting, beating, <laughs> killing. Okay. Welcome to Mosaic of China, a podcast about people who are making their mark in China. When all of their stories are pieced together, they form a mosaic of China. I'm your host, Oscar Fuchs. In today's episode, I talked with Maple Zhuo, who is an up-and-coming comedian in China. She has amazing energy, which I hope you can hear in this conversation. We start off by talking about her comedy set and how her approach is different in English versus Chinese, but then we veer into some unexpectedly dark territory. So,、um, there's part of this chat which might not be suitable for all audiences. Some really interesting details, though, about her family and her background and、um, growing up in Inner Mongolia. Thankfully, the stuff that she mentions has no bearing on the situation there today. This is another recording that I did at home, so there are some similar sound issues to last week's episode. <laughs> Sorry about that, but at、um, at least this time I don't drop anything during the recording. So look, that counts as progress, I think. Thanks so much for all the support on Instagram,、uh, on Facebook, and WeChat. It was really nice to hear from、uh, from you about your thoughts on Philippe from last week's episode, and I'm really looking forward to what you think about today's episode. It's it's quite a contrast. So enough of me, and here's the interview. You've been in Shanghai how many years now? I've been in Shanghai since 2017, two years now. Okay,、mm-hmm. so actually, I am your superior. I've been in Shanghai more than you. Oh, experts, huh? Yeah, <laughs> this is a competition. Lao Wan expert. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first thing I ask every guest on on the、um, podcast is,、mm-hmm. what is the object that you've brought that represents what you're doing right now? It's a Tom Ford lipsticks. Yeah, my partner bought me this. You know, when he first gave it me, I thought I was like TF. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. You know this brand. I said, "Oh, TF, like TF Boys." <laughs> you know, <laughs> there was a like a Chinese band called TF Boys. <laughs> so、right. this TF Boys, he said, "No, it's Tom Ford." You know, I don't use、uh, expensive stuff. So this is very expensive lipsticks. I've been using on stage every day. You know. Right. So、mm-hmm. tell tell me why does that have some particular resonance? Like what what does that symbolize your your life in China? I feel like,、uh, as a female comedian, the different things between male is, you do makeups on stage. If you look, you know, very normal, people will think you're not serious on this. So each time I go on stage, I would do makeups, but I don't want to do too strong. But lipstick is just enough. It also, if without that lipstick, I feel like I'm not prepared. I'm just ugly. I just not confident. But once with the lipsticks, I feel so good. So where should we start then from that? Because there's a lot that we can talk about. Your partner. Let's start with about the actual performance、um, side of of what you do these days.、Then. Yeah. Okay. So I started comedy、uh, in 2016 Beijing. That was my first time doing some open mics. I was so scared because, you know, performing in front of other people is not easy, and making people laugh is even harder. So I they give me three minutes and go on. I seen something, not funny, and I shake. My hands are shaking. And then I just get off, and then after even like three months, I didn't dare to go on stage again. But then I moved to Shanghai. I think since nobody knows me, you know, <laughs> I'm new here. Maybe I should try. So they have a workshop that teach you how to do stand-up comedy. So I went to there. I you know learn some skills and go back home, write some jokes, and I did my five minutes. It works okay. Because I feel like people are addicted on stage. Like once you go on there and you get a little bit laugh, oh, that's just so rewarding. You just want to do it more and more. 
so from there i just started my comedy journey you know let's go back to beijing then so what happened that first time that first time my partner was having uh, a gig he's organizing one because there's not enough comedian so he said can you just go there <laughs> to just because we don't have enough can you just be there so i just get there and say a few words and get off it's just rough wow yeah and di- were you angry that he made you do that or were you actually like yeah that was a good try H- how did you feel the thing is before comedy i think it's a performing thing right before comedy i was live performing poetry so i perform a lot so I d- and i'm a teacher you know so i so i'm not afraid of standing in front of people but i just don't know how to make people laugh so uh when he let me to go on stage i'm not worried but i'm just worried i'm not funny you know but i want to give a go you know and you use english only or do you also have a a, a chinese set uh cuz i think um last year i was only doing english comedy and then later on um some people recommended me to some chinese comedy and i started to try and then i realized there's a huge difference between chinese and english comedy so number one in english comedy you can talk about anything in chinese comedy people get offended very easily and number two the audience in english comedy they're very chill they're very enjoying stuff chinese audience they're very uptight like judging you <laughs> yeah <coughs> and then if you didn't perform good the english comedy audience will like give you a cheer like clap your hands like to encourage you chinese audience they just like not down their head playing their wechat <laughs> ignoring you oh wow that's rough yeah and also before uh i just translated all my english jokes into chinese and then translation not always work so you need to go back to the chinese way of thinking to write jokes and that only works for chinese people and then you change your brain to english you know kind of humor you realize you're two different people and my friends t- who can bilingual she's bilingual she come to see both sets she said you're a totally different person because in english you're very like um, spicy aggressive like okay um, talk shit about foreigners you know but in chinese i'm a loser you know <laughs> so I, I, you have to be a loser oh, I'm shit, I'm shit, and people just ha laughing about you that's interesting mm-hmm. and i mean when you said that chinese audiences can be offended what did you mean C- can you think of some examples so for example uh if Comedians always joke about their partners, right? So in English comedy, I say, "Oh, my partner has some flaws." You know, it's a funny thing, and people go along with it. I have a twenty-minute set about my partner, <laughs> and we even have a tour together called "The Relationship Is a Joke." <laughs> we toured all around China for that. You know, that's amazing thing. But then I trying to talk about it in Chinese. My first line is, "Hi everybody, I have a partner. He's a foreigner," and people say, "Don't show off." Oh wow! Okay. So I was like. I did, I'm not sure off like have you met him I'm trying to say something funny <laughs> so it's like mm, some even Chinese audience like oh you got a foreigners you're not you're not like uh, what's it called you have a better life mm. they want to laugh to laugh of a loser but who is not even who is not a loser but because they can stand on stage so I don't know what they're seeking for if you say oh I go aboard study I have a foreign boyfriend I have a rich life they were like they just like don't want to mm, so it's a weird feeling for me 
Right. Mm-hmm. Well, because in a way, I can see how it would distance yourself from your audience if most of your audience wouldn't understand the life that you have with a foreign partner, right? Yeah. So in Chinese comedy, I always, I just miss the modern part of me, like wh- who am I now? I always go, okay, when I was young, my dad, my country, my hometown. And that can get related to a lot of Chinese audience. Right. Mm-hmm. And so after you've got them on side, after you've given them your China background, then do you come on to the modern side or do you just leave it? Uh, I haven't have a set about modern life yet. So I kind of just like before the past. I haven't figured out because I just did comedy for two years. I think I should try more, but I haven't. So I think my major right now is doing English comedy. The Chinese comedy is slowly drift away from me. Because it's too hard for me to, to do in two kinds of humor. Because right. in China, we have Xiangshan so many years. Like, it's a different technique than stand-up comedy. You know? So what, what is the Chinese understanding of comedy? Because, of course, stand-up comedy really hasn't had a long history here anyway. Usually we have Xiangshan um, in China. They are very local. A lot of the stuff is, is recited. It's not original. But stand comedy is ri- original, because uh, stand up comedy is more like about b- who you are. Like this is me. I'm funny. This is why I'm experienced, and they want to get the related, you know, connections with the audience. But Xiangsheng is like everybody can watch. It's like a show. Right, um, and it's not very personal. It's just it's just it's, a, it's very in general. Yeah, it's never too impersonal. Like this is who I am. I think that can define the big difference of that. Well, you said then when. <coughs> When you do comedy in um, in Chinese, you 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 go about your family background and your history. So maybe let's let's talk about that. Like, what mm-hmm. what is it about your past that uh, that you talk about? Uh, like, uh, it was a very strange uh, past family. Okay, because um, my family is a very weird, strange family because my dad is a gangster. Your dad is a gangster. Okay. Okay. So this. Because if before I shouldn't dare to say that because people will report me or get my dad, <laughs> but then he's off the business now, so I can talk about it finally. You know? Right. So mm-hmm. tell us, uh, tell us how how that was as a child growing up in the house of a gangster. Um, it's rough because a lot of people maybe you see the movies, right? You see, oh my god, gangster so cool. As a daughter of the gangster, you must like princess and stuff, but the reality is not because. My gangster dad and my uncles, they all like have a gangster family and other gangster group like controlled the town. So they don't have highly education, you know. They are very, they, they, they didn't even go to primary school. So all they know is violent. So they don't like talking to you. So if you, you guys have conflicts, my dad rather use his fist rather than talk to you. So it's a... Uh, the gangster family actually is a very violent family. It's a very insulting family. Like who is the loudest, who has power, who is strongest, who's at power. But like so as a female, like a, a woman, uh, we are just like have no power at home. So in my family, I have a bunch of brothers. The only female is m- my mom and my me. My mom didn't get respect, you know, and then me either, so. And then you know, the reason I bring up the lipsticks is because my mom never used lipsticks. And the first time I saw a woman using lipsticks is the, 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 a girl, like a prostitute my dad brought at home. Mm. So that gives me, oh, that's sexy. You know, that's kind of sexy girl should be doing. You know, you look at my mom, it's like a Cinderella <laughs> type of thing, you know. Wow. So it's not fancy. People say gangster, gangster. It's just what they want to be. 
think of. The reality is not very nice. And can you say which part of China this was? Uh, Inner Mongolia. Right. So you spent how many years in Inner Mongolia? Um, 18 years. Okay. Before college, I just all my life was there. And so, can you give us an example of what forms of of gangster work your father did? Okay, so they do normal gangster stuff like um, killing, fighting, beating. I'm sorry, I'm just go to the top <laughs> yes. one. Like, should be like a hitting, beating, <laughs> killing. Okay, and then that was just normal thing they do. They do gambling. They do business in uh, Majiang, Chinese Majiang, or they do prostitution, hotels. Um, and then that's the dark side. Because people, the c- gangster, they have a, like a company, you know, the different people control different parts. And then in other part, they control transportation. So, you know, on the main road from this city to another city, they have like a big bus carrying people and carrying, you know, goods and everything. So my dad's family control the best time of the line. Okay, for example, from morning 8 to 10, my dad control that. Nobody can go on. Also, on on the other bus going there, my dad need to charge money. Right. So that means like he would have a roadblock and he would stop the bus and go on the bus? He doesn't need to be there. He's cruel. Just stop the bus. And they all know who they are. They all know who you work for. They just give the money. And so what were you personally exposed to? Like, are these stories that you knew at the time or these are stories that you just learned later? I was there. Like, uh, I think I realized my dad doing gangster when I was in primary school. I didn't know because I think there's so many guys coming to my house every day and coming out. And then one time there was a the girl in school kind of insulting me and beats me and another girl she's like don't don't leave her alone her dad is against her right. I was like, my dad is what <laughs> I didn't even know like how should you know he said my dad told me yeah. your dad is against her so I kind of realized but I didn't dare to ask my dad you know because my dad told me he's a businessman <laughs> he's doing business you know so uh, but after I know I didn't get any good you know advantage because in school nobody want to be my friends Mm. They just worry my dad would beat them. But actually, they don't, you know. So There's, there's so many questions I could ask you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. It's, it's so difficult to even know where to start. Yeah. So let us talk about your relationship then with, with your father. Like, um, and I remember you, uh, the, the reason I know you is because I saw you do, it wasn't so much a comedy set, it was mm-hmm. a storytelling mm-hmm. um, at one of the Unravel events. And it was about your relationship with your father, especially mm-hmm. when you stood up to him. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about what, um, you know, what was the, the lowest point in your relationship? Okay, so I think I'm very easygoing guy, you know, because I see a lot. So I feel like I have no boundary in my life. Um, but then uh, I don't like my dad when he hits my mom. Because normally he just slapped my mom on the face. It's, I see them a lot. I kind of don't feel anymore. I know it's bad. But when I was 12, I walked in the house. I think they just argued something about money. So my dad just grabbed a lot of money, throw it on my mom's face. And he's smoking. And he just throw the smoke on my mom's face. And my mom is like having a period. He just kicked her so hard on the stomach. And the, just like he grabbed everything to destroy her. You know, push her head on the wall. The blood is all over the place. And the water on her face. I feel like he's just treating her like an animal, you know, like no dignity. This woman giving you so many kids and why you treat like that? 
So I go on this. I said, "You're a monster. I don't like this." But then after that, we just stopped talking to each other. And then I trying to poison her, poison him. Sorry, and then didn't work. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then he just sent me off the family. He he sent me to some uncle's house. I didn't live with them anymore after that thing.、Mm. You know. And so, are these stories that you now use in your comedy? Like how 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 no. much of right? So what what kind of th- things do you use in your Chinese comedy, for example? <laughs> okay, so. People say the darkest side can be the real funny bit, right? But I don't have the ability to change that dark side into comedy yet. So, in my comedy, I always, hey guys, my dad is a gangster, so you better laugh, like something like that,、right. or some like funny things happened in between,、mm, small things. Oh, my dad da 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 got this thing for me, or I say, oh, my dad is very loud. He's alcoholic. He snores. Like、uh, in general, people can say, oh, a lot of dads does that. But those bit—it's so painful. I don't want to even think about it, you know. So I can't trans, you know, transfer into my comedy set.、Mm. Maybe I'm not good enough yet, you know. I—I th- I don't think I'm forgiving him right now.、Uh, if one day I forgive him, maybe I can let it go more and then talk about it. But now I don't want to. The people say, "Oh, anything can change the comedy." No, it's not. Because w- whenever you said it, you are—it's a sad thing. You, it's not funny.、Mm. You know? So, what is your relationship like now with your family, with your father, with your, your mother? I think he influenced me so much.、Mm. Like the way I choose him, he, like,、um, because he's very intense relationship. I'm so scared every night after like ten o'clock. I'm so scared. He coming, if he's drunk, I'm just sh- I literally shaking. I have nobody to talk to because whenever I talk to my mom, my mom. Doesn't know anything, right? My brother, the siblings, they are very harsh on me as well. They don't. Take me as a friend, so I have no friends. When I was young, I just learned the habits of writing diary, and then because you write a lot when you're young, so I started learning poetry. You know, the poetry is sad, so I'm just like sad, sad, sad. But then things now, it's good thing is like I move on do comedy. It's the same writing, but I'm because when you, when I do comedy now, whenever I go through life, I'll pick the happy side and write it down.、Mm. You know, before comedy, I'm a very miserable <laughs> young lady. You know, no smile. You go home. You go home. You look at my pictures at my house. It's all grumpy face, <laughs> no smile. You know.、Um, let's go back to today then. So、mm-hmm. when you, you talk about comedy, what what is the comedy scene、um, like here in Shanghai and across the rest of China?、Uh, It's very nice because we have the conversation now because I just do the tour of all China, so I can have a word on this.、Right? Great. So where did you go?、Uh, I went to Shanghai, Beijing, Shenzhen, Wuhan, Chongqing, Chengdu, Suzhou, Hangzhou. Basically, all the cities has comedy. I've been there、mm. already. So I feel like among all Shanghai comedy is m- the most、uh, active comedy scene because we have so many clubs here. We have so many open mics each night. We have like three different places. So you have more time to practice, and then because Beijing, we started in Beijing.、Um, there was a lot of good comedian, but they all left.、Mm. So it's all new people in Beijing, and then we did a tour in Beijing.、Um, it was very nice. You know, people are still very supportive comedy. We have a hundred twenty audience, but then when we move down to other cities, it depends. You know. You know, they have like forty, thirty, twenty, sometimes eleven. <laughs> so、yeah. it just depends.、Yeah. But it's growing, right? I think it's growing、mm, slowly.、Mm. <laughs> 
And so, what do you want to achieve with your comedy? The world is becoming global. I quit, quit, slightly quit my Chinese comedy. It doesn't because I don't like my country or whatever. I want to do English comedy because I love my country so much. I want to go out to the world to represent like a Chinese woman. I think there's no Chinese female comedy like pure Chinese. Some are ABCs, BBCs, maybe outside, but like not proper China, China, China-born Chinese <laughs> actually going out. So I want to work myself hard and going out and、I、speak a voice of myself and my China represent China, you know. And then recently, I set up a group called China Girls. It's a comedy club. I open for Chinese girls, like whoever want to try comedy, they can come along doing shows. Just like encourage more local people want to talk. You know, I feel like we have a voice. You go into a comedy scene, all white male. Right. Yeah. You know. No, absolutely. And I think the world is now more open to diverse comedy. If you know, if you just just look at the states,、um, look at like Trevor Noah on the Daily Show.、Mm-hmm. Like I, I just said, you know, a few years ago, you would never imagine that a foreigner would be so popular in the U.S.、Yeah. And it's the same with John Oliver. Another yeah, yeah, yeah. another news comedy show. Again, he's another white dude, but he's not American. Like, I think the world is now becoming more open to to different、yeah. voices. And you've got such a unique voice. I mean, I loved your story, but just you know, even without that story, just your ability to、um, you know to represent yourself, your your country, your story,、mm-hmm. just from what I've heard you know in the shows that I've seen you in. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where you go. Thank you. Let's see. Let's have this conversation ten years after. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, you'll be you'll be way too big for me at that point. <laughs> well, thank you so much for that, Maple. Now,、oh, thank you. On to part two. Yes. So I've got ten questions to ask you,、mm-hmm. um, and let's start right now.、Mm-hmm. So first of all, what is your favorite? Phrase in Chinese, so it could be like a new phrase that you see on the internet. It could be a phrase that's really hard to translate into English. Like, what's something which you want to say?、Uh, my favorite one. Yeah.、Right? My favorite one is called Dao. Okay. You know Dao. Dao is like a philosophy. Dao、mm. 家 like、uh, I think is、uh, similar to Confucius stuff, but Dao is very vague. It's like the truth of universe. I don't know how to translate that one. Yes. But it's like.、Uh, It's vague. You didn't know, but it's sometimes you can get it. Sometimes you don't get it. I want to like study more about it and then translate in the future. Right. I think English speakers probably know the Japanese reading of Dao, which is Do, which、uh-huh. because you, you we know Judo and Kendo. And oh yeah, yeah. Aikido. So it's that. That's the that's the Dao, isn't it? Yeah, that's the Dao. But then the Japanese. Didn't pronounce <laughs> <laughs> or they changed the pronunciation. Yeah, but I think if people, yeah, it's the same exactly character. Yeah. What is your favorite China-related fact? So, for example, it could be about your hometown or a, a story from Chinese history. Oh, that one. You know, because I'm a female, I, I like strong female character. So you know, five thousand Chinese history. You, there was a one late woman called Wu Zetian, right? Yes. And she's an empire. I so admire her. You know, I can't. So I read the all her books and movies, and I can't imagine how she get through there. I know she's killing a lot of people, but like. Every empire they killing lo- loads of people, but、yeah. now people judging her. Oh, you are like you are evil. But all men are evil, so I feel like she must done something so spe- spectacular to get there, and that inspire me. You know, I want to be a queen <laughs> someday, like that. Yeah, and. From what I've read about strong women leaders in the past, it's always the men who come after that leader who start to make these stories of how evil she was, yeah, yeah, how、yeah. terrible she was. But actually, that period, 
that was very peaceful and very thrive. It's very good. Even the people after her will say a lot of good things about her. Mm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. What's your favorite destination within China? Tibet. <laughs> oh, awesome! When did you go? Yeah, last、uh, summer, August.、Uh, I love it because my partner proposed me there. Oh, oh, that was a place I actually go there. Like, oh God, that was amazing because we climbed、um, nine hours in that day to the top top mountain, and then there was a beautiful blue lake, and then above that was like snow, snows on the mountain. It was so pure, and then the name of the lake called the God Tears.、Oh. It was amazing, and then uh, the uh, over the lake. There was、uh, some stone, and on the stone there was a Buddha. Like you can't see, but it's a natural Buddha thing, and with the Buddha shadow that contained a whole Buddha image. So that's amazed me. I was like, "Oh God, this is!" I believe in God in that moment. You <laughs> <Yeah> . know? <laughs> yeah. Wow, amazing! If you left China, what would you miss the most, and what would you miss the least? I miss most is the food. <laughs> of course. Food. Okay, but be more specific. Like, what is the food that you can't live without? Being. You know, cake, pancakes, Chinese special pancakes,、ah, so、right. they can roll everything in. It's easy, quick, and just very tasty. I、like、eat every day. <laughs> really,、uh, like jian bing, right? Yeah, any kind of bing, jian bing, jian bing, all these different bings. <laughs> Is there any food then in that case that you totally hate and you would not miss at all? Oh, you know Chinese people eat weird animals、uh-huh. and organs. I don't like all of this.、Okay. People go to hot pot. You know, there was one time. I eat normal stuff. One of my friend put a pig brain in that one, or some blood. It just ruined everything. Oh wow! I don't miss that. But you you tried once though, wouldn't no, you? No, I didn't. Not even. There was a small story. One of my friend opened a Chinese restaurant, and then she had a competition. She said, "Okay, anyone can eat the most. Or win the eating competition, you get a year of free hot pot." So on the first round, I eat. I don't. I enjoy spicy, so I beat the the other girl. On the first round, second round is you drink strange food. You know, you eat strange food. So it's a bowl of pig brain and a beer, and I was like, I quit. <laughs> you know,、uh-huh. and then the girl didn't. She didn't eat, but she won. You know, because I just quit. How funny! Yeah, great. Is there anything that surprises you about modern life in China? So, for example, any like latest surprising apps or trends or fashions? Uh, I feel like because China is.、Um, Very big has loads of people, and then because we have one big party to rule in the country, and once there there is a decision, it goes down so quickly. Like the technology, AliPay and everything, Taobao, it's amazed me. Even though I'm using it, I feel like I can't get rid of my phone、mm. because, and it's saving me so much time. I want everything just like click click. You go to England, you need to still eat, eat cash and everything, but right now you can just scan everything. It's amazing.、Mm. Yeah, but then、uh, there was a slicey part. Of me is like because of technology, because we have five G now, right? Everything is going so fast. I was wondering, all this time you saved, what do you use?、Mm. You know, that makes me think because usually people transportation, you know, days and days to get there, and now just quick. Okay, but what are you gonna do at the time you got there? A lot of people just standing on the train, just like going on moments or still small funny videos. I want to do something more because we're saving so much other time, right? Yeah, you're right.、Mm-hmm. You're right. All of these, all of these conveniences, and yet we still complain that we have no time, and we're still just wasting time, like scrolling. You're right. Yeah. What's your favorite place to go out to, in, to eat or drink or hang out? In China. Yeah. 
Okay, there was a Japanese restaurant I really really like. I like that restaurant because the designing. You got you sit down because in other restaurant you get it. Okay, that's a, like a closed space. But that that Japanese restaurant because the designer is from Japan, he's very good. So you're sitting there, you look at the window, you can see the area you are in, you can see the lobby, you can see the outside view. It's like you starting from here, one part, you can just see the world you are connecting. It's so beautiful and peaceful. Wow, what's it? What's it called? Called Bai Chuan Restaurant. Here in Shanghai. Yes, okay. I'll recommend it later. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll get the details and I'll, I'll definitely share those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't been to that one actually. It sounds good. What is the best or worst purchase you've recently made? Oh, I bought the worst one. I bought is a printer mm. and a oven. Not oven, a pr- the printer. Because I thought I'm gonna write more and write more and print it out, but I didn't use it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's just sad and the there. oven. Oh, I want to cook, but I didn't. So oh, the same oh, issue. Oh, impulsive <laughs> buying. I always do that. Should stop it. Well, is there is there any best purchase then that you actually have ended up using? Um. Hmm. Some books. There you uh, go. Yeah, con- yeah, I like reading books. Are you still writing poetry too? Yeah. That's and is when it I'm sad, writing poetry. When yeah. it's funny, I'm writing comedy. So right. Because right. I have. It's not to say oh you have no friend. Because I even though be after doing comedy, I met a lot of people you know who know me. But I still a very introvert people. I want to m- my own space, and calm down my brain. I like reading and writing. And do you think you'll ever publish them, or is it just for yourself? Uh, I think at the end of the day, when I'm famous and people want it, I can publish some of the best work pieces. But now, because nobody knows who you are, you just write on your own, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hope I can publish a book. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And what's your favorite WeChat sticker? 樱桃小丸子, like a Japanese cartoon, and then she's so happy and innocent, you know, and she has a happy family as well. And I think I just. I want to be her, but I can't be her. Yeah, you know. But I like her. She just like so happy and didn't think about anything. I have so much dark side in my childhood, right. but hers doesn't. So I want to my daughter maybe grow up like that. That's nice. Mm-hmm. And particularly the one that you've sent me is is she's eating with with gusto here. Yeah, loads of food. <laughs> so happy. I feel. <laughs> what is your go-to song to sing at KTV? I love. Uh, I know, uh, you know the guy, uh, Adele. Adele yes. was very deep voice and very emotional. Yeah, but very hard to sing. Uh, I go to KTV always on my own. Oh really? <laughs> so I can scream. Really? I'm really bad at singing. I like <laughs> scream like I can find someone just like you, <laughs> or something like that. And then like uh, Taylor Swift because she also like writing diary and poetry, and then her lyrics was very good. So I like her. I don't go to KTV very often because right now it's like a team building thing with friends, and my friends will know I'm bad at singing. It's very <laughs> <laughs> embarrassing. Well, maybe going back to your best and worst purchases, maybe you should buy yourself a KTV like uh, machine at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and finally, what other sort of Chinese-related media or sources of information do you rely on? WeChat. <laughs> really. That's my only. Thing I'm using right now. Right. Well, thank you so much, Maple. Thank that you, Oscar, for inviting. And you've shared a lot about your story, so I really appreciate that. It's okay. <laughs> and I'm sure people out there who are listening are, are really angry because there's so many different questions I could have asked you, but it's a short time only. The final question yeah. that I ask everyone here is: Who would you recommend out of people who you know in China that I interview next? Okay, the one in, that person 
his name is Bjorn. He's from Sweden, and he's an international clown. He's very professional. I met him on comedy. He's a very funny clown. And then later on, we work together in a charity hospital. And I talk more, and I feel like he's very warm-hearted, and、uh, he's very professional. And then he not only doing charity here in Shanghai, he's doing everywhere the world. I feel that heart is very rare, you know. That's great! I can't wait to meet him.、Yeah. If he's half as interesting as you, then that that'll be fine. Oh, he's more interesting than <laughs> me. He's traveled around so many places. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again, Maple. Thank you. So that was Maple. What a great story! And having seen her now on stage two or three times, well, I mean, you haven't even heard the half of it. Please check her out.、Uh, she's not much on social media actually, so watch out for China comedy listings in general to learn about where she is performing next. So the first thing I wanted to mention was that we discuss、um, during the conversation that I first met Maple through Unravel. So let me just give them another name check.、Um, Unravel. So they're a storytelling group.、Um, they're based in Shanghai, and they've done an amazing job at putting on shows and building, actually, a real community of people around the art of storytelling. I was inspired actually to do a couple of、um, storytelling shows myself, but it's nicer just、uh, sitting in the audience at those things.、Um, now the team there, so it's Clara, Sarah, everyone at Unravel, they also have a podcast out. So I wanted to urge you to check it out. Just search for Unravel or Unravel Storytelling. I think either of those should work, and you should be able to find it. So what else? So the images are up on social media. Please check us out on Instagram and Facebook, or send me a message, and I will add you to the group on WeChat.、Uh, which images do we have this time? So we have Maple with her fancy TF lipstick. That's Tom Ford. I also found a photo of the boy band TF TF Boys. I had never heard of those guys, but、uh, yeah, I mean they they look like boys. I don't know what year that photo was taken, but yeah, that's that's literally a boy band.、Um, Maple's favorite WeChat sticker, so that's also up there.、Um, she called the character Xiao Wanzi, and I kind of thought she looked familiar at the time, but I couldn't quite place her. Anyway, I did a search on the internet, and it is Chibi Maruka-chan. So that's that's a classic manga character from the 80s. At another point in the conversation, we mentioned ABC and BBC. Um, to people who live in China, they probably know those terms. But for everyone else, they mean American-born Chinese and British-born Chinese. It's pretty common、um, to hear those phrases here in China. So, in the context of our chat, I think Maple was saying that there are a fair number of ABC and BBC comedians, but far fewer mainland Chinese female comedians. What else? So, Tibet. This is the second time in a row that someone has chosen Tibet as their favorite place to visit in China. Yes, I am going to keep a tally of these things.、Um, I looked up the lake that she mentioned. It's called、uh, the Blue Tears of God or Yamdrok Lake. I'll post a photo of that too. It, it does look incredible. And the Japanese restaurant she mentioned. So that was Bai Chuan, Bai as in a hundred, Chuan as in Sichuan. And I posted a photo of that too. And finally, Maple mentioned that her favorite food, the one that she'd miss the most if she left China, was Bing.、Uh, so this basically refers to all kinds of pancakes. Some of them are are like crepe, and some of them are a little bit thicker, and some are like biscuits. There's there's a whole bunch of them, so I don't want to really go into too much detail. What I would say to you is just do a search,、uh, and you'll find out a whole lot more. I, I recommend a Bing search, <laughs> a Bing search. Ah, okay, maybe I'll leave the comedy to Maple. Mosaic of China is me, Oscar Fuchs. Graphics designed by Danny Newell. Editing by Milo Di Prieto. If you like us, please rate and comment on iTunes or wherever you download this podcast. And I will see you next week. <laughs>